0: Good afternoon everyone. Uh, we've got a Sunday afternoon, the 18th of July. Early early start today, five o'clock special uh, due to the boring Victorian Melbourne lockdown. Um, we thought we'd uh, kick it up a notch and and hang out for a little while. Um, I've been listening to a fantastic uh, live stream this afternoon for an hour or so with uh, Karen Fields who was, was absolutely super. It was a little backyard session where she lit a little campfire and And played a few songs, and I I thought that was absolutely awesome because, sadly, uh, her CD launch um, for the new album Water was supposed to be released. Well, it is released, but she was having a show today at Northcote Social Club. So, sadly, uh, we couldn't put that on. But thanks to Karen for uh, enlightening us with a few songs. It was fantastic to have this afternoon. Let's bring up uh, Kaz. How are you, Kaz? G'day, Az. How are you, mate? Very good, mate. Uh, Sunday afternoon, episode 44 45, I who'd have, sorry. Uh, We're skipping who'd have along
1: there. Who'd have thought we'd get this far, mate, locked down yet again?
0: Yeah, it's... Um, Trying times well, for
1: all, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it sure is. Um, it's it's a challenge, no doubt. It's uh, it's whatever gets you through the night, they say. Um, we've, got <laughs> a, we've got another day, another night to get through. Yep. Uh, we're lucky enough to have work, um, <clears throat> which is a big benefit for us, and to be yep. able to go back to work on a Monday morning, uh, is a, is a good thing, lovey. Lovey, how are you, mate? Welcome back, lovey,
2: mate. How are we? I'm about as chir- chirpy as a, a, a horny bluebird. I don't know what you blokes are on about. This is <laughs> fantastic, I love it. Bring it on? It's uh, Oh, cars, hello, go get a covert test, mate. Here's me, um, sorry, mate. You know, Sunday afternoon, it's uh, weekend's almost over, except we've probably got another three day weekend coming up anyway. So, you be you beauty.
0: Yes, and um, we're tuning in from, and Natalia is calling in or tuning in from from Beijing, China. So uh, welcome, welcome to the show, and good to see you could become part of it. So uh, as you know, uh, boys, we've been reaching out. A good friend of ours, Robert Wine, um, was jumping off from Canada and freaked out because it's 3 a.m. in Canada. So he's uh, sadly he's not, declined the invitation, mate, and he'll be he'll be back on, and I'm sure he's going to watch this back as some of our friends do. Um, not happy with the early start. Yeah. Uh, what have you done uh, in the last twenty four hours since our last show, boys? I take it not a lot.
1: No, very
0: little. Sadly, uh, the, uh, the demons only. Well, when you say got the chocolates, they drew. So we'll take that as we'll take that as a win. Keeps us back on top. But and your bombers today literally scraped home.
2: Yeah, it was a bit of a fight. wasn't Wasn't uh, Wasn't clinical. Nothing you'd expect from a team that was tipped to finish in the bottom four. So. Yeah, we, we, we've, we've exceeded expectations, um, but we're starting to hit that flat spot that most young sides do during the year. So that's all right. We'll keep on winning. We will, Baby.
0: Yes, uh, we'll see. <laughs> hey, we'll we- soon see. It's going to be a challenge for a lot of codes now to uh, to finish, finish their seasons off. That's for sure.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: So excitingly enough, we've got another music guest. Um, this is someone I've known about for probably only twelve months, to be perfectly honest, and and hadn't seen him live, um, due to COVID lockdowns and a few other things. But excitingly enough, got to see him last weekend. Uh, snuck it in before before the COVID lockdowns for at Brunswick Ballroom, which is a fantastic venue. Obviously, that little backdrop behind me is the newly renovated Brunswick Ballroom. So, a great venue, big venue, or well reasonably big big venue, and. Um, A sit-down gig, which I can tell you was a little bit tough following uh, this next guest to sit down and uh, watch this show. Um, I definitely would want it to be one of those shows where you're up and dancing, that's for sure. Um, But the the beer was cold and the food was good and no doubt the music was fantastic. So let's bring him up without uh, further ado, Mr. Matt Matt Jogow. G'day, Matt. How are you?
3: How's it going? Good to see you guys. G'day, Matt. Welcome aboard. G'day! It's uh it's good to be locked down with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like that. I like it.
0: As we know, yeah. there could be, uh there could be worse things to do on a Sunday than hang out and have a chat, mate, and hang, have a chat about life. So, yeah, sadly, that's... sadly for you, uh, lockdown means a- another strain of gigs that are going to uh, go by the wayside. So we'll touch on that a little bit more shortly, but. Um, excitingly enough, last week was a fantastic gig at Brunswick Ballroom.
3: Yeah, uh, it feels like a dream now. Uh, you were talking about it before, and i got to say, for, for an artist, I mean, I was in the crowd for most of it, watching the other bands, and they're all friends of mine. So for me to be watching and enjoying live music uh, in Melbourne, that was one thing. And then to get on stage and have the reaction that i received was amazing and i'm super grateful for that um and we knew it was special at the time but now you know less than a week on to be locked down after it it's like okay you know we we really need to take advantage of every opportunity to play and to go listen to music so yeah amazing time yeah, it it's, sure interesting,
2: was. Matty. yeah it's interesting man the reaction you talk about um i i don't know how many times you've been to melbourne um but that reaction probably will tell you how much we're missing a whole bunch of our live shows and and, and music in yeah. general in melbourne i mean it's one of the it's one of the things along with sport it was it was a thing that constantly had us kicking over uh and, and really pumping money into each other's economies and mm-hmm. all the rest of it and it was just know, yeah, we, we love it. Whenever there's live music, we just absolutely love it mm. here in Melbourne. So the reaction's probably something you get used to if we get back to it. Hopefully.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was kind of lucky enough to play shows in New Zealand. I had a bunch of shows there on a tour that rolled into Melbourne, Um and then I had a Victorian tour scheduled for July uh, with my friend Ben, who was on your show last week. Was it last week? He
0: yep. was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Show so. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so Ben and I had this tour around Victoria. Obviously, we've lost at least a few of those shows, um, which we're rescheduling. I'll talk about that later. But um, so yeah, to come back and play was an amazing feeling. I mean, I started out here in Melbourne, and that's so yeah, very much familiar with the live scene. But as you said, you know, it's it's a it's a yeah, it's a different. It's almost a it was an almost a different energy. It was a, a celebration and a chance to rejoice and it it just uh it hurts a lot that we were sort of robbed of that so quickly um and uh i mean you know it's it's a bit rich coming from me in some ways because i was in new zealand although i did do two weeks in a hotel room that wasn't fun um but uh yeah this what's the five five lockdowns for you so this is just the first one for me in uh melbourne but it's, uh it's tough and I feel for all the musicians uh, out there and all the people who are affected and uh, yeah it's uh, it's something that we have to sort of
0: learn to adapt to unfortunately rescheduling and, and doing our best yeah definitely um, and hopefully we can we can get out of this mess fairly quickly but um, yeah it's not going to be an easy one this time. Um, they keep talking about getting harder and harder, even though this one's a really short, supposedly going to be a short one. I don't think it's going to be, personally. I think it's going to be a good couple of weeks. And mm. the sad part about that is the knock-on effect, uh, especially mentally. So this is the point of the reason why we put this show together, Matt, is to yeah. have a chat, have a chat to friends, have a chat to musicians. Um, and most importantly, you know, friends might be uh, – see this on Facebook or YouTube or all or, or the podcasts yeah. we do um, and be able to listen in later and, and get something out of some of the conversations we have.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's uh, it's been something I've had to adapt to, everything changing. Uh, being a musician is kind of a relatively difficult life anyways in some ways. You know, you choose you, you choose to do it because you love it, but I don't know anyone that ever said being a musician was easy before COVID. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you don't complain because you choose to do it. You don't have to do it. So now it's really, it's about, I I mean, I feel for myself. I feel for all the musicians like me, but we were talking about this earlier. Uh, We touched on it. I really feel for new musicians who are like 17, 18, 19, and they want to be just starting to get out and play in um, live venues. Like, I don't even know what they would be doing, I guess, just live streaming. But harder harder to build a following from scratch Mm. live streaming uh, as a musician. Uh, So, yeah, I really feel for them because when I was a kid, you know, I grew up in Dunedin and there was just a plethora of live music venues you could play anywhere. Even when I was 13, 14, we'd support the bands who were at, you know, uni um, because there was the, Flying Nun record label that had had all these massive bands in the 90s, 80s, sort of pumped a lot of money into the music industry. Not a lot of money, but it was one of the main music industries in uh, music towns in, in New Zealand because of the Flying Nun bands, Straightjacket Fits, Chills, Villains, all these cool bands coming out of there. So w- when I grew up, I didn't really know any different, and I would just play these venues. Uh, and sort of, I guess, take it for granted that you could just play on any given weekend. Uh, So, yeah, I really feel for new bands uh, starting out.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say that just on new bands because we had James Young on that owns a cherry bar and a few other bands. I know James well, yeah. Yeah, he was talking about that and he said it's interesting because he's seen a lot of bands that weren't, necessarily musicians full-time and they've kind of thrown it in during COVID and then yeah. said, oh, that's enough. We're not going to play really again. That's <laughs> kind of it. We're going our separate ways. And he said this is actually this whole influx of young yeah. kids that are playing together in garages or over over Zoom sessions or whatever. And he he said he's, which is always upbeat as you, as you, as you know, um, but he's very much uh, interested in some of these young bands that are actually coming through. So it'll be an mm. interesting space to watch.
3: Yeah, yeah. James always been a, a he's always been into music. Uh, we would chat at Cherry Bar and stuff. Um, doesn't he
0: own he owns a place out west now? I think yeah. So uh, Hotel Westwood. Westwood. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That'll be uh, that's a great venue. it will be a great yeah, venue. For yeah. So, um, yeah. Is that on the list? That wasn't on the list of the. uh oh, I've
3: been about it because he had a show there, and I was thinking about. I may have played there before. You know, when you like you play so many shows, you used to play so many shows, you forget. Yeah. I, sometimes i roll into a town in Australia like uh, Burma and i would be like, have I been a macho gal Burma I'm like, oh, I was here in 2014. Okay. D- <laughs> no clue. No clue. So uh, I may have played there with Grant Lee Phillips, who was in a band called Grant Lee Buffalo. We toured a year and a half, two years ago. So I may have played there. It's quite a big venue capacity. Relatively, yeah, yeah, pretty big
0: venue. Yeah, it's just been completely yeah. redeveloped. Um, mm. so yeah, some great, great sound in there for sure. Very mm. similar, um, kind of feel of a sound, definitely to somewhere like Macedon Railway. Got it. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, Macedon. Yeah. Meant to be there. Yes. Was it yesterday? To, to, uh, that was that, yesterday.
0: That one was, yeah. And then, uh, wow. obviously, where you'd be right now would be sitting at um, Archie's Creek. Creek. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Anyone yeah. watching? We just rescheduled that September twelfth, and we rescheduled Macedon to August thirteenth. But I'll be announcing that on my site. So we're trying. We keep. We keep. We keep throwing them up, you know, and they might maybe get getting swatted away. But we'll just keep throwing them up till something goes in, and um, we just keep trying these dates. So yeah, Ben and I spoke today, August thirteenth. Get back to Macedon. The problem is, we talk to you like with tours, right? Tours are like jigsaw puzzles. you got to fit them all together. People have full-time jobs as tour managers. And it takes a lot of work to fit all the pieces right so that you're not traveling six, seven hours, different places to play. But um, when a tour reschedules, because of so many other reschedules, you can't just, I'll take that date and that one and that one because your venues are like, we're booked up all of August, or September. This is all we got because of the reschedules from June or so, unfortunately, we can't put our shows back to back and make the tour run in the same way as it would. But, yeah, we got August 13 for uh, Massenden and uh, back in September for uh, 12 for Archie's Creek. So, anyone who's got tickets, we'll, we will uh, we will be playing for you. Don't you worry. Good. But uh, Good. I'll play you a song. You want me to play you a tune?
2: Yeah, please do. I'm actually, I'm actually impressed. You remember a little place called Birregi in the first place. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. But um, um, uh, before we play the tune, how long have you been travelling for those sort of kilometres? I mean, you, you're not talking, you're not talking going from a pub in Brunswick to a pub in Richmond to a pub in Collingwood. You're in no, yeah. Creek. It's all over the place. How long have you been touring with a stack of K's like that? Well, the stack of K's is life.
3: only yeah, only would be the last few years um, and obviously when COVID cleared in New Zealand, I just went hard for a lot of shows there, 35 shows, a lot of Ks, but I try to not do more than three, four hours a day uh, if in distance. New Zealand, sometimes you don't have to. I was putting in about three, four hours between shows. Um, Melbourne, Victoria is great though. You got so many venues within so close. So I think with our tour, we were gonna do like Brunswick I'd done Red Hill the week before, yeah. Massenden, Archie. So it's two hours here and there. But to, on an album launch, that's generally you put the Mad Ks in. And back in the day, like on the first record, decade ago, like we piled everything into a trailer and we just headed up the coast. I didn't even really know how big Australia was. and It's just fucking massive and you're just driving and driving. Um, so we put in a lot of Ks back then. I do it a bit smarter now. I fly these days. <laughs> You know, I was going to say, right, like, don't drive to Queensland. Give
2: you a quiet warning: don't ever do the drive from Melbourne to Sydney. It's just boring that's horrendous.
3: A, yeah, so, that's a mean one. That's a mean one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I awesome. think, I think I got Denny Ute Master. That's from New North, New South Wales. That's probably one I'll drive to New South Wales. But generally, in New South Wales, I'll, I'll fly and then hire. Like last time I was there, I flew in, hired a car, and we just drove to Newcastle, drove to, drove to wherever. Um, so yeah, we try to do it a bit smarter these days. Uh, but you can get a lot of shows in Victoria. Hmm. You know, ben and I had all of July <clears throat> just a Vic. I mean, look, we still do technically. So you know, <laughs> we still do. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Yep. They're not cancelled as yep. yet. Yep. Yeah, good. What well, no says right, on the can
2: chat? You- it's it's good to see you rescheduling so
3: yeah you gotta try i mean like you said i mean i don't I i don't blame people some people just give up but um like i don't do anything else so there's not and i'm not really good at anything else so i don't really know uh what i do i just gotta keep Keep trying and uh, hopefully, you know, there is New Zealand at the moment, but even that could shut down. So if we get locked and locked and locked when we do open, if it's looking like New South Wales or whatever is just going to keep taking the piss and getting people infected down here, then I will, uh, I'll probably try go play there, you know. Um, Let's try. uh, I'm going to play like. I'm gonna play different songs, so I did uh, for anyone tuning in who was at the Brunswick Borough, I'll play some different songs. Three albums I have, so it's no excuse for playing the same songs all the time. I'll do like upbeat, downbeat, upbeat, downbeat. We'll switch it up. We don't want this to be all doom and gloom, you know, not all doom and gloom. So this song called,
4: uh,
3: <laughs> yep. yeah, this song called "It's Not Hard." This was the first track written for the first record. <laughs>
5: Christian honey, I was brought up under cover of sun and sky. We would meet in early evening, just the summer setting in the cold, holding hands. That love so simple, that love so pure, despite. Are we knew. Life's bound direction and darling One day moving, one day come apart In front of you It's not hard to cross the earth or to see it. It's not hard to cover ground on the green There are things I struggle with that it's true, it's not hard to stay in love, it's with you.
4: I'm done with
5: big things, honey. I bought a house and made my money back. It on. You went on to marry someone And I heard you had a couple kids Right aground, yeah Life's about direction, darling One day I'm moving, one day I'm looking back Back at you I was doing more than I stopped moving, and I started turning back Back to you It's not hard to cross the ocean or the sea It's not hard to cover ground on the breeze But there are things, there are things I struggle with And that is true It's not hard la ni na ni na 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 I na not na not ni na na. not hard? Cross the earth, Or the? Sea. It's not hard? of a ground on that breeze, darling. But there are things, things I struggle with that is true. It's not hard to stay in love, it's with you. It's not hard to stay in love, it's with
0: you. Darling,
5: it's not hard.
0: Fantastic, mate. Loved Fantastic, that. really good,
1: Matt. So, mate, tell me, what first got you into music? Was it listening to your mum and dad sort of records, or, or other family yes. members? <laughs> Tech, correct. It was exactly
3: that. I yep. um, my mother is a music fan and has great taste, impeccable taste. She loves um, Clapton, BB King, John Lee Hooker, Rolling Stones, Wilburys, Beatles uh springsteen dylan cash so it was um yeah yeah so back when i was a kid there was no spotify when i was a kid right so you just would uh raid my mother's like vinyl or, or um cd collection and i would uh pinch one and just take it to my room and just be playing it, you know. Back when you'd play whole albums, geez, people actually did that. Yeah, so I play whole albums, and you'd listen to the whole Wilbury's record, or the whole Abbey Road, or the whole uh, whatever you know, BB King compilation she had, and uh, that's what got me into music. But it wasn't until I was like, it wasn't until I was about uh, t- uh, twelve. I mean, I started playing piano when I was little, like five or six. But that wasn't my music. That was classical music. And uh, that was okay. It gave me um, like a, a manual dexterity that perhaps I wouldn't have now. I, I don't know. But So I, I, thankful, I thank her for that. I'm thankful for that. But I think it was about 12 years old when I started to really notice music. And it, and it was the connection that that music had. These artists that I was watching clearly influenced by those artists. I didn't know it at the time. So we're talking about like the Black Crows who are clearly Stones influenced and Creedence influenced. And and then later uh, Whiskeytown, Wilco, that sort of Gruntley Buffalo, who I mentioned earlier, who later became a good friend of mine. But so those bands were influenced by Neil Young and all those 60s, 70s bands. And so then I was into those that music and that's when i realized that that music was kind of cool because your parents cd collection when you're a kid you you don't know what's cool you don't know what's what so Mm -hmm. it was kind of gave me a validation oh this music's cool okay yep um but uh so i started playing guitar uh because i was singing in a band at 13 and the band wasn't I could. I had no control over the music, right? So <clears throat> I couldn't write. So then I um, I decided to uh, start playing guitar so that I could write, and
0: journey from there. Yeah, but just uh, tell us a little bit about that band at, at age thirteen, Matt. Uh, what, yeah, what were you yeah. playing? And
3: oh, you're, you're playing your own music, but it's just it's terrible. You know, it was kind of like <laughs> punky sort of. <laughs> well, because the problem here's the thing with any band, right? Very few bands work, very few bands work when five people are all like trying to put in their two cents for the songwriting. Like maybe some, maybe, you know, maybe Raging Against the Machine work like that. I don't know. But most bands will have a McCartney-Lennon or they'll have, uh, uh, you know, they'll be like a Tom Petty, someone like that who will front the band, lead the band, come up with the ideas and then, uh, everybody else from there will um will sort of jump on board. But when you're a kid, you don't know that. So everyone just puts in their ideas and you're quite diplomatic. So you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. And they'll be like, I have this idea. And you're like, okay. And it just your songs end up sounding like a whole bunch of stuff. And that doesn't generally work. So <laughs> but you know that's what you learn. This this is another thing I tell people who want to play music who are a little bit older. The problem is is that you're allowed to suck when you're 13 right <laughs> when you get up there in your 20s or 30 whatever age people are it, like people don't be like oh these guys are shit and the, in Melbourne especially <laughs> you know in Melbourne especially yeah. they'll um they'll 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 uh, they'll walk away you know but it's uh that's a good thing about Melbourne too like you can go out and the bands are of high quality cuz you go to other cities around the world and they're not bands. Aren't like they are here. You can see all sorts of genres here. You know, I mean, you got you came along on Sunday, and that was a an Americana show on a yep. Sunday afternoon evening, full house. You know, like that's crazy. Like people
0: yep. in in Melbourne, um, yeah, in, in central Melbourne too. Oh. You know, I didn't I didn't jump in the car and take off for an hour where I'd expect it to yeah. happen. Um, yeah, yeah it was
3: great. and on a night you can probably go see jazz. Or blues, or it's certainly punk and rock, and you know that that that's what's super cool. That's that's why that's why I sort of moved here and and started to to play here. But um, uh, yeah, it's 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 been a bit of a road. Um, that song that you heard there was off the first record, um, and uh, I don't think Americana music ten years ago when that came out, I don't think it was. It it didn't have as much of a – it's boutique still, but it didn't have as much of a following as it does now. You know, people kind of –
2: If I can ask one thing. So yeah. Americana, you're talking about it's, it's sort of 10 years old and all the rest of it.
3: Who would – Yeah, well, Americana or... in Australia, like it's been yeah. around for a while. Who knows? But like back when you play, yeah, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years ago, I would say less of a – Understanding or people are kind of like, are you playing country music or what are you playing? Like, what is this? Like, yeah, yeah. sorry, go on. I
2: was just going to say, so it's, it's sort of if you were to introduce someone into this genre, mm. um, outside of Australia, I mean, who, who would be the flag bearers of it? Is it, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, what here's the, there's a couple of things to that. So it used to be called alternative country sort of what I was doing there on that song, um, which was like elements of country music, but the alternative side was that you're not necessarily cowboy hat wearing, singing about a pickup truck. You know, you take the elements of country, which may be some rhythms, some of the instrumentation, some of the, but you apply it in possibly an urban setting or to any lyrical content. That's sort of what alternative country was. We were peddling that, right? We would—that was what we are, what we were, and um, what I think happened is the the music evolved. The term became Americana, and I think that's because it's more palatable to non-country music listeners. Be like that doesn't have the word country in it. Um, but and for it, me, it's like a it's like
2: a it's like a form of cut through. It's almost like sort mm. of the in between of. You know, if you want to cut through to Metro or commercial, it's sort of instead of being pure country that some people for whatever mm. reason don't go to, that maybe that's their, their way through to it. Is that right?
3: Yeah, it's, um, it's uh, basically nowadays when it's called Americana, it'll just be, in my opinion, it's like a, a mix of influences uh, from what are seen as traditional American music. So that could be blues, country folk, and even rock now. So if you mix those things together, um, you you can pretty much be branded under Americana, I would say. But if you lean too far one way, they'll just call you a blues band. But what's beautiful about Americana is that, for me as an artist, you can, if you have influences that come from blues or folk, or it might be jazz, whatever, you can, display those on your record and it's still in keeping to anyone who's your fan and listens to Americana because that is Americana, right? But maybe if you were alternative country, your fans might go, that's a bit bluesy. What, what are you doing? So I'm quite happy under that branding now because it, it's a, there's a lot of freedom in Americana music. And for me, it's been, now there are things called Americana festivals and all that sort of stuff, which I love. They didn't exist 10 years ago either. Uh, so, that's great, and I felt on our last record we made a pure americana record. there are eight bar blues songs, rock songs, folk songs, country songs and uh, so we really enjoy expressing ourselves under under that under that banner and I guess yeah it's it's an easier way for people to get into a bit of the twang that country has without without uh you know without being like, oh, I have to wear a cowboy hat you know not that I, I like cowboy hats but you know. A lot, of, a lot of people may not like that in
2: um, urban. You know, that's about as close as I've got. That's the Dallas Cowboys
1: one, but you know, it's not. Uh-huh. The same thing. But yeah, you get the point. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, what about some of the, from the, the younger people coming through, Matt? Who are sort of some of the younger up and coming Americana sort of musicians that you look at and see that they're on the on the sort of traje- trajectory upwards and, oh, and well, It's,
3: it's interesting because I've just been focusing local recently. Um, when it's international, I'll look at artists who are not necessarily new and up and coming, but they'll be releasing yep. a new record. Like, I just, someone asked me what my favorite Americana musicians and there's a new musician, a new album by a guy called, uh, a band called His Golden Messenger, and they brought out an album recently. Um, brilliant album, but, you know, he's not up and coming. He's been around for a while, although his career is sort of trajectory is like that over the last, two albums because i think he got uh some grammy uh interest nomination or something so that that just sort of exploded but i remember a few, few years ago we had a review in the same magazine that's where i saw his album and i reached out and had a chat with him at that point mc taylor is his name and his band's called his golden messenger but um so yeah i'll generally look at follow acts that are, are still going but there's there's heaps of overseas bands that, you know, Courtney Marie Andrews, heaps of bands that blow up. But here locally, uh, yeah, you were watching Karen earlier uh, and um, she's she's great. I think she has a great energy about her and a great, uh, she's a great songwriter and uh, has a lovely, unique voice and we're both New Zealanders, so I'm, so I'm biased. You know she's a New Zealand, <laughs> no, you can New Zealand, New Zealand, New
0: Zealand. You can yeah. definitely afford to be biased with her. This was a picture from her uh, live yeah. stream today. I mean, really cool. Backyard, yeah. light of the I, fire. I that tuned really- in. I
3: tuned in as well. I tuned in, yeah. but I was also painting my house at the time. <laughs> so I was sort of t- phone in one hand, tuning in. But uh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, we played the show on Sunday together, and we played together on w- the Wednesday before that on radio, and we chat a lot, and uh, she's just a real sweetheart and, a, and an amazing artist. And uh, So, yeah, she's definitely on the rise with her new record. Um, just, on her, uh, just,
0: before you, just before you do, um, I had – it's not often – I see a lot of gigs, um, and it's not often I get there for the first act a lot hmm. of the time. And, yeah, um, most people won't. I am so – so glad that I got there early um, and it was actually the first time I'd heard Karen and it was one of those instant wow moments the second her voice came out. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I went up to her after the yeah. after the gig and went and had a chat to her and obviously she was appreciative of that. But it was – mate, it was beautiful. Fair dinkum, it was really – Yeah, cool. she's really, really
3: humble. She's lovely. I mean, all the artists on the bill are uh, humble and lovely people. Um, I only mentioned Karen because – uh, she's newer on the the radar was the the question, uh, but you know she's been doing it. I don't know six, seven, eight years since I think her first release, two thousand and fifteen, or what. So she's not new by any stretch, but I definitely feel she has an energy. She's working hard, and I know she was meant to have a release today uh, or yesterday, today, or yesterday, and I was meant to have a show today and yesterday. So we're all in the same boat. But that show had a bunch of great musicians, my friends, Weeping Willows. I've known for a long time everyone loves them they're great my friend Ben Mastwick who you had on and we were meant to be touring so lots of uh solid acts Melbourne has a great music scene in general um I I was out the other day chatting with Lachlan Bryant, and we were just in a bar and uh Katie Bates and so they'll just be musicians you just run into and chat with and that's it's a cool it's a cool vibe, you know, it's a cool vibe. It
0: sure is. Must give you uh, some great energy knowing that you're coming on later on in that evening and and the, <laughs> the room's really prepped, you know.
3: Yeah, it's either like a great energy or you're like, oh my goodness, these guys, are these guys going to blow me off the stage. How do I follow
0: these? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure.
3: Um, yeah. Well, I was in the like. I don't always sit in the crowd and watch the other bands and that's not because that's not for some arrogant like i'm better than them reason it might just be how the um how the green room is laid out you might be prepping for your set like you might be putting your set list together you might be tuning you to whatever but so i'm not always out front but i watch like pretty much every second of those bands a because like we talked about like you, you can't take stuff for granted anymore you can't You've got to try i'm the same i try to take it all in and i really wanted to take part in the evening as a, a sort of audience uh, as a member of the audience as well um and get a feel for the sound. Because i actually hadn't played that room that way right i played where the stage was used to be spotted
0: mallard yeah spotted mallard yeah yeah what did the sound in there i thought the sound was fantastic
3: yeah yeah, well stive is this was a sound guy, he's a great, he's obviously got a great ear and um I thought the sound was was fantastic, yeah. Uh good sound and yeah, good musicians will help with that too because they they won't have on super on stage volumes cranked up and so they're all pros playing there making the making it sound good, I thought. And uh yeah the whole thing was cool i like the interaction and we'll talk about that later we'll talk about that now like people have asked me about georgia rose which we closed with and um we're going to release that video because if you i released a a minute of it and people were like that's cool can so we'll release the whole video later on filmed by my friend regan uh it's got like i think nine of us on stage or ten of us on stage everybody's singing
0: Oh, just what you do, I just happen to have a little snippet of it, mate. So let me let me play this for you. Home, I think it will be great.
5: me home, sweet and Rose, with a voice that never say. I'm ah.
0: One of, those, one of those moments at a gig where, you know, at that first oh, 30, 40 seconds there, there wasn't an instrument, instrument being played. It was just pure yeah. vocal. And, mate, yeah. that was really special. So thanks, thanks for doing that.
3: Oh, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a cappella. I felt we had a lot of great vocalists on stage. Um, the song itself, on the Seven Years' Record, it drops down to just vocals, a three-part harmony, I think. And uh, I just felt having everyone on stage, it'd be pretty captivating to have everyone sing. No instruments, we'll give it a go. Not not rehearsed either. So that was the first time it was ever performed by all of us and um, and it worked out well. It's one of those sort of magical things that sometimes happen to to close the show. So yeah, worked well. Yeah, oh, yeah I'll, bring, I'll bring that out later about, uh, so what is it like uh maybe an hour after the after this finishes, I'll just post it to our socials for for people to check out. Karen sings a verse on that. She was uh kind enough to sing one of the verses. I don't know if that video that small clip I had didn't have her on it, but yep. she uh she sings one of the verses, which is which is really cool. Second verse. The song is about uh traveling and moving on and sort of the life of a musician and and uh and what that entails, and sort of the losses that you you have to carry, and um, as you go along. So uh, you know, maybe she maybe she understood some of that. I don't know, but uh, she definitely sang the hell out of it, as did everyone else. And uh, I think it'll be cool for people to see the whole thing.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of singing the hell out of something, uh, it's something you do well, Matt. Uh, that's for sure. Um, and nice. you're. A- you're a born performer, mate, so it'd be silly of me to keep talking and not have you play another song. So what else have I'm, you got for us?
3: Well, I'm going to keep keep playing songs that I didn't play the other night, keep trying some different stuff. I don't know if I've played this song live before. We'll give it a go. Um, this is a song called We Get Lost, and it's uh, – Let me move this mic closer. It closes the uh, break, rattle and roll record. Um, I'll give it a shot. All right.
5: Like a drum I still feel you were blind and not free If I was cold I know I can't be If I was cold I'm sorry Don't let it be Don't let it be oh, It got rough I believe You said it's not Meant to be Like this and I Still for a while, babe. Don't let it be, don't let it be over. Love, don't come cheap. Get lost. I say, Babe, don't we I'm bear the car? I bear the car. We barely recognize our life. Like washed up clothes on a riverside. Say goodbye. We'll say goodbye. Yeah, we get love. We get love. I say, babe Don't we? I bear the cuffs I bear the cuffs Yeah, I still hear you say you And me we are love, we are love. I say me, don't we? I'll bear the car I'll bear the car Cold. i know i can be if i was cold i'm sorry
3: Thanks.
4: Thanks. very good matt um, I'm close with that I, um...
3: track last track sad song you know and
2: yeah, no, I thanks for that. No, I really appreciate it. Um, obviously, a fair bit of Bob Dylan in that one, with the, with the harmonica and that. The first oh. time I ever heard a harmonica was my dad's. Uh, you talk about following your dad's. Um, yeah. Uh, LP's and albums and, and the like. And was he liked a bit of Bob Dylan. That was the harmonica was there. The very first time I really appreciated the harmonica was actually Desire by U2. And I thought, well, Geez, you can you can really hum up the harmonica. What, what do you? When do you feel like you want to infuse a harmonica? How often? What's what's the most common time you think? Oh yeah, I reckon the harmonica can go here. Is it is it the slower music? Is it interesting? You say that. Fast beats? yeah, I used to
3: I used to think like that. Uh, more sort of um, uh, more. It was more obvious to use a harp, and now. I try to use a harp in different places, you know, because I've been playing it for a long time. Uh, So now across the records, there are the more standard upbeat mid-tempo tunes, just blow, and it's the sort of solo uh, cool and straight harp, like in We Have a Song called Come What May. That's Dylan-esque straight harp mid-up tempo song. Then we'll have... Cross harp, when I want to inject a bluesy element, it's called cross harp. I'm using uh, a blues, blues to the layman's, it's a bluesy sound using a cross key. So I started to do that. And then I, in a song like on Break, Rail and Roll, uh, there's a track called Details. Um, and the harp in that is a somewhat ambient textured pad in the background. So I really started to use the harp as an instrument, like you'd use a guitar, more so like you use a guitar. So I try to use it in different ways, not just blow it because I don't have a guitarist to play the solo. I certainly don't do that on the band anymore. I don't, there's no harp in that song on record, but here the harp when I'm by myself can replace a guitar solo when I want a different texture. So it adds that nicely, Um, but you know, to do that, you need to have like, freaking, Lots and lots of harmonicas, and you know, so I wish I do. And uh, yeah, so but I love, um, my favorite use of the harp is probably like on a track called Bottle It Up, Pass It On, uh, that style harp where it's almost like screaming, where so you don't have to scream as an artist because that's not within the within the uh. The, the right tone of the song so like the song i'm sort of singing in a sort of it's like it's like that tempo and the vocals are uh, they're about there is nothing more that i want i give you my heart but you know it won't take you. so it's like that vocally yeah. and i don't really want to break that vocal pattern suddenly be like yeah it's screaming right it's not that's that that you've ch- you've lost character of that guy but you want an upbeat element so then i can always have the harp go like Then it's like, boom, you know, it's like mm. gives you that energy, that scream without you breaking character. Um, sort of an extension of your voice. I really find harmonica's handy for that. That's my favorite yeah. thing to do. Like, I'm too, I can't be bothered screaming. Uh, so I'll just, harmonica can do it for me, you know, or Katya, she can sing really high. So, yeah, one of those guys can. Sing for
0: and just but, touching yeah. on that, um- incredible band you've got uh yeah and you've had a you've had a couple of people mm-hmm. go through uh the the, the original setup of the dead leaves um, yeah
3: I've had a, well we've got pretty similar setup for what we've had for the whole time um our drummer on the original Dead Leaves record became our engineer for our yeah. records he's just a better engineer than you know than he is a drummer drums are hard you know, I play yeah. the drums. They're, they're a hard instrument to be pro, yeah. uh, to be really top level. So I'm, I play drums on a few tracks on the record, but I know that I couldn't do justice to the whole record. I can't play like our drummer, Daniel. He's ridiculously good. So yeah, my yeah. first drummer, yeah, Daniel Bright's amazing drummer. Uh, so my first drummer, we came up together and he was sort of, he just was just hanging on, like getting there. Um, but I think he's a just he's a better engineer, and he he's shifted into that role, and he does that really well. So Daniel came on board a few years ago. Catch has been on board for yeah years and years. Andy from from pretty much the start. Um, our bass player, usual bass player in the Dead Leaves, is Cam he, Grindrod. He's been on there for a long time. He couldn't make that show because New South Wales locked down or it was, it was looming. So we had a guy called Robin Murphy come in and play, who I've known since I was a kid because he would live, he was from Dunedin and he was over, uh, he, he like produced some of my demos when I was like a teenager. So I called upon him. He's a bass, long-time bass player here, well-known in Dunedin. And he stepped in last minute like two weeks and, and played, to a really high level, which was, was great. But um yeah, having having Daniel at the back on the drums makes it easy. And those two on either side can sing great. So I just kinda do my thing and they harmonize around me and life's pretty easy in that respect, you know. Good band. Good band.
0: Absolutely. Just let me uh play I just want to play a little touch of uh Flowers in your hair which which obviously features uh cardia. Mm. Mm. Yeah, fantastic! Ah, wasn't that cute? Snuck up on you there. I just played a little snippet.
3: Well, the the thing is with that song is I said this on the day that was originally Bill Chambers' part. Like it was a yeah. duet, Bill Chambers, who's who's a lovely guy and good friend. But it just didn't uh, it didn't work quite as well because it. I guess it was a love It is a love song, so you know, singing to my singing to my mate, who I do love in a different way. It didn't quite work. But Katya, yes. it's, it's easier to sell, you know. It looks it looks real, so um, and I love her as well, you know. So we we're um we've been together for uh, you know I think she's joined the band for this for that the seven years record. She is Andy's cousin, yeah. So yeah. they so my guitarist and they so it's like element of family band there. And my yeah. bass player and my guitarist they Cam they work together in a guitar store since they were kids and a well, long time anyway. So, yeah, it's a really good vibe. That was one of the best things about coming back to Melbourne, just catching up with the band. Like we rehearsed and it was, I, I said to them, like, it's a shame people aren't here for this rehearsal. It was, it was a hell of an energy there, you know. It was, we were really enjoying that. I know I was. Um, and that's not to say I didn't, you know, I had great musicians in New Zealand and a shout out to them, because I had a band in New Zealand for a few shows and I, they're friends of mine too. But yeah, the Dead Leaves, uh, it, you know, who I record with, that was pretty special. And as you saw, uh, that it just makes it so much easier because I can just, it allows me to be free and perform and relax and connect with the audience because that's all locked down behind me. Uh, yeah, good band makes life really easy.
0: Yeah, and no uh, just one thing that really captured me uh when I was looking through some of your photos and stuff and of previous gigs and things like that. Please tell me tell me where, where this where's this venue? Which one? Can you see that picture?
3: No, but I bet you I know what you're sending me. I bet you I know what you're sending me. Is it uh right.
0: yeah, let's describe it, it and I'll see if it's yeah, here.
3: describe it. Has it got like masks and faces in the background and stuff or
0: I or think that's art another art angle of it. This is this one's got a whole stack of picture frames and stuff on the wall. Like, it's incredible yeah. venue. Yeah.
3: I think that's Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, faces. And, yep. Well, you can't see all the faces. Yeah, everybody asked me about that photo. That yeah, what a shot.
0: Like, that's, that'd be an awesome venue.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyone, check out my website because we just went live with that a few weeks ago, www.mattjogowmusic.com. That shot is on the website. My designer was like, this is a cool shot. We should We should use this. And I was like, yeah, that is a cool shot, know, So that is from the Grain Store Gallery in omaru I played a jazz and blues festival there. And Grain Store Gallery had, uh, I was upstairs in, in the Grain Store Gallery to perform. So it's an art gallery uh, run by Donna Demente, And she puts all her art on the walls and it turns into a live music venue. And all the art remains there. And, you play amongst it. Uh, So there's a lot to look at. If you get bored of me strumming a guitar, there's a lot to look at. But it's all the same vibe. Like there's faces and pictures of faces. And man, there's some really, and there's some huge faces that went in that shot that like massive, massive big moon faces. And it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing place. I was like, New Zealand has some really cool, interesting venues that I wasn't aware of. Um, I hadn't been back there in so long. Into the smaller towns, and Oamaru is, uh, you know, while it's not a tiny town, it's not a main main city in New Zealand. So uh, to get a chance to go through there and play it was it was wonderful. Uh, As part of that festival, Harbour Street Festival, it was called Jazz and Blues, uh, and uh, yeah, Graeme Gallery for artists. Go check it out, uh, but it is busy. It is it is uh, one of the places I was lucky enough to to get into.
1: Fantastic. Matt. All, all the guests we have on, I ask them one question: You have you're having a dinner date. It's your your you can invite any guest that you like. You can invite five guests, living or five. dead. <laughs> five. So who are your five, mate?
3: Oh gee, okay. Who are my five? Um, living or dead? Yep. Okay. John Lennon and Paul McCartney. I think I like the two of them even though one's alive, one's dead. Um, And I guess if I'm going on a, if I'm, and I, I guess I'd want someone to share it with who is, you know, so my mother would be three. That would be the third person I'd invite. And then, you know, gee, wow. So you can't just stay in the, in the music world for that. Um, Let's go back and let's, let's invite, uh, Let's invite. Oh, gee, what a tough one! And you wonder, like, so these guests going to talk?
1: Are they actually going to? They're going to get on. It's it's your gig, mate. So I can do whatever you want to do.
3: Okay, so we've got three. I only need two more. I'm probably going to invite. Well, I'll keep it music, actually, because because you know, I'll I'll have a, I have a, I have a different. There's no point mixing it up with all sorts of. philosophers and, and, and people like that. Um, so I probably would also invite, uh, Tom Petty and, um, and, uh, my fifth would be, I guess, uh, gee, I've already got two Beatles. I think my fifth would be, uh, would be out of, out of interest would be probably Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I mean those those, those 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 musicians for me. Um, like I've read books and studied those guys so much. So, so whilst it would be interesting to talk to with a translator to talk to Einstein and um, you know, uh, Beatron Russell, whoever else that I might you know might have read. Uh, I think, to have those musicians, to be honest to myself, of of the interest that I've had, like, I let's put it this way. When I signed with Liberation, uh, I went into their They had this large room with all these CDs. And Warren Costello and Gadinsky were there and they go, oh, do you want to grab some CDs from the walls? You can pick a few, it's fine. And they had all these CDs up there and stuff. And that was, I was like, okay, cool, yeah. And I looked up and I saw this like box set Tom Petty running down a dream like the DVD, you yeah. know. And this is back when those things were worth a lot. Opened up, it's still worth a lot. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take that. And I could see them go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, I'll take that box set Tom Petty running down a dream, greatest music doco. So, yeah. so such it- a huge Tom Petty fan. Since it's a kid. It's, great. Since we it's
1: great to see, mate, with your dinner guests. You're stuck with tradition. The 45 other guests I've had on the show, or 44, I should say, have all gone with the same theme. Not one of them mentioned to invite their children or their partner. <laughs> so you invited, invited my <laughs> mother. You, 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 you were the first to invite their mum, but yeah. m- parents and partners don't get a don't get uh-huh. a guernsey on any on any show I've done so far. So the, well, the tradition continues. For me,
3: it was just like. Because my mom put me on all those, but, oh, not Hendrix, actually. My cousin put me on Hendrix, but um she put me on the Beatles and, and Tom as well. So it'll be cool because when we finish the dinner, we can chat together about, about that. Um, yeah, fantastic. Geez, I speakers, think you be want to make sure cool.
2: the dinner's cooked, to fit, uh, cooked well.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom probably do the cooking. She is an amazing cook. So, yeah, she'd do the cooking.
0: Wouldn't be me. Wouldn't be me. All right. Beautiful, Matt. All right, well, on behalf of all of our team, that's what's been happening. I'd really like to thank you um, for your time, mate. You've been so generous. Uh, we no wish you well when we get out of lockdown um, and look forward to some rescheduled shows in amongst uh, the tour with with Ben Maswick and not only the tour with Matt, hopefully uh, with uh, Ben. Sorry, um, hopefully there's a you know a wider a wider uh, venue for you and and you get to play some more shows. And I got a text from a good mate, Dave Cosma, who we had on the show again last night. Oh um, yeah. It Turns out he's uh he was flashing back a few years and and believes mm. you actually opened one night for him. Um,
3: yeah, well, I
5: well,
0: when I he, know uh, him. His so first CD,
3: yeah, yeah, I know him, so that 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 might well be true. Yeah, we I think we probably played more than one show yeah. together. Is, is he was he playing shows in July that got cancelled, or as uh, well? so he had a
0: couple of things coming up and and just got one that was uh rescheduled with Charles Jenkins at uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the Um, where was that? The spot, um, what's that little place in, in Northgate? Anyway, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's coming back. Swamplands. Swamplands.
4: Okay.
0: Yep. Uh, so on behalf of all of us, mate, uh, once again, thank you for coming on. We're going to hit you up for one more, uh, if we can to, to play us out.
3: Yeah. 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 Let's go one last one. Let's go one last one. All right. Let's, uh. Let's do a little song called uh, Light My Way to Finish. Um, Like I said, to anyone who's tuning in, in about an hour or so when I get around to it, I'll post uh, Georgia Rose with The Weeping Willows, Karen Fields, Ben Mastwick, and My Dead Leaves. We'll put that on our socials, so you'll be able to go check that out and uh, and if you saw the show, you can uh, you can uh, it can be a nice little reminder of how how special it was. And if you missed out, then hopefully you can uh, see what what we got to enjoy. So this song I'll finish with is called "Light My Way," and I'd like to send my love to everybody locked down all around the country, all around the world, really. And uh, yeah, just hope everybody's doing okay. Feel free to message me anytime, and I'll try to get back to you.
5: devil that they run from Anyone got direction or where to run Oh my life Yeah, I've searching for something Oh my life I lie to you Back in only Lining's gone Packing all in an old suitcase Lining's gone And no one home my way Baby, light my way Lose yourself story of which you draw from Cause the media, man, is all a dream That's all it is All my life Yeah, I was searching for something Oh my life No, I ain't to you now Listen
0: Back in on the
5: The lining's gone Back in all that old suitcase The lining's gone And no one on my way So baby, light my way So baby, light my way That uh...